Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical, Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here this morning for the Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer Around God's Word. It is uh, Tuesday, March 7th, 2023, and our catechesis today will um, consider the Ten Commandments, according to Moses. A um, little bit of a temporary setup here. I was able um, to get the far enough that we could do this this morning, the new computer, so uh, no problems looking up images or trying to do other things at the same time for you. Um, it's all right here, but uh, the monitor won't be here for a few days yet, which is what I'm looking at here in front of me, the last small screen. So we'll have a bigger screen here, and uh, that will help uh, help me stay focused on you while I'm working, all right, with you. Let's see, anything else? I don't think so. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from thence he will come to judge the living and I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right. Memory verse time. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, verse 105. And then our psalm for the week is Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills, from where does my help come? The Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade. And the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our catechism is from the Table of Duties this week to bishops preachers. The overseer must be above reproach, the husband of but one wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money, family well, and see that his children obey him with proper respect. He must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught, encourage others by sound doctrine, and refute those who oppose it. All right. All right, here's our reading for today. Hello, Eileen. Welcome to you as well. John 12, now verse 37. But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him and the, that the word of Isaiah might be fulfilled, which he spoke. Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they see with their eyes, lest they should see with their eyes, and lest they should understand with their hearts in turn, so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw and spoke of him. All right. Um, this is a 
a common theme throughout the scriptures, and we saw it uh, certainly with the Exodus and Pharaoh, right? With to the Lord's word, refused to listen to the preaching of Moses, which was, of course, the word of the Lord being spoken to him, refused to hear, and he hardened his heart. And of course, the Lord then use, uses Pharaoh, who refuses to believe. He uses that unbelief to bring about his glory. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. So as, uh, as Moses said, uh, repeating the Lord's word, I will get glory over Pharaoh and his host. Now, we don't think of <laughs> the destruction of Pharaoh and his chariots as being getting glory, or in this case, the destruction of Jerusalem and the, Pharise- the whole Pharisaical rule, but it is actually um, of their father, the devil, as Jesus says earlier in John. So they are acting in unbelief God's word with all the guise and the trappings of true faith. And so God uses their rebellion, rebellion and their unbelief, that of the Pharisees, that of um, these, the Jews that resisted him, about his glory, right? his suffering, his death, at the cross, right? Crucify him, they cry out. Their hearts are so hardened that they want to kill God's own son. And God uses that for your, even their salvation, for those who would repent and believe after the resurrection. Which is, I suppose, a hard teaching, um, only insofar as we don't believe that God actually can use even our evil, our belief for our benefit, or for the benefit of others, which he does. All right, and then our reading for catechesis is from Exodus 20. Again, Moses is on the mountain, Sinai, the mountain, and observing what's happening there. God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. Excuse me, that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes it. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Now, all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. You speak with us and we will hear, but let not God speak with us lest we die. And Moses said to the people, do not fear for God, for God has come to test you, that you may fear, or excuse me, that his fear may be so that you may not sin. So the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near the thick darkness where God was. Then the Lord said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, You have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make anything to be with me, gods of silver or gods of gold. You shall not make for yourselves. 
An altar of earth you shall make for me, and you shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I record my name, I will come to you. And if you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of hewn stone, for if you use your tool on it, you have profaned it. Nor shall you go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness may not be on it. All right. Chris says it's cutting in and out on Facebook. All right. So, uh, yeah, there might be some glitches here as we work through some things. This computer quite a bit more capable, but that doesn't mean, uh, you know, <laughs> that it will be without failing. Let's see here. Bit rate. What does it say? Let's go to the to the dashboard. Uh, the bit rate might be a bit high. I don't know. Yeah, it's recommended being below 4,000. Otherwise, it looks okay. All right. So, catechesis. Let's go back to the beginning. Of course, the famous Ten Commandments. Uh, according to verse 2, how does God want to be known by them? I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Right? Right. So, is that law or gospel? This is really important as we look at the text both before and after. Right? sandwiched between good news. First, I am the Lord your God. I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, right? Remember? Good news. <laughs> Wasn't that long ago? Only three months ago. All right. And so then the commandments follow, right? As a consequence, of course, words, not necessarily ever listed as commands, although they do have that that kind of imperative sense to them. Um, so they're, they're actually just God saying what is real and what is true, right? So you shall have no other gods. Explained by verses 4 through 6, as we confess. Um, the Reformed crowd think of this as the second commandment, but we believe it's an interpretation of the first, and um, even though it's listed as you shall not, right? So carved image, that is um, an, an idol that looks like another god, or that is another god, something that you put your fear, love, and trust in. Right. So they're explaining that first commandment, emphasizing that God is creator, um, is the only mercy and love that is maintaining life. Right? Only God can give life and maintain it. Uh, why is God a jealous God? You see that in the middle there. Yeah, he will not with any other God. If children are to be punished for the sins of their fathers, does that mean that God will not save them? What do you think? I'm going to go to the Facebook streaming. See if I can't improve it there. Creator Studio. Okay. Yeah, so again, the question is, why is God a jealous God? He won't share his place with Yes, if children are punished for the sins of the Father, does that mean that God cannot save them? Of course, God can still save them. We always want to uh, decouple punishment with um, with um, salvation, right? Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm getting little spinning beach balls here, too. So that's interesting. I can't change the latency while it's streaming. Oh, that's too bad. All right. Well, I will adjust that afterwards. We'll see if I can't. It says adjust. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I'll check that afterwards. Let's see. Uh, five and six appear in the catechism, actually. Verse, verse five and six. They appear in the close of the command. Then Luther rightly puts that at the end. So we have the dovetail. All of the commandments are really um, bound to the first commandment. 
What's the significance of the name of the Lord, your God? Just that every knee, uh, that under heaven, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's the name, only name given under heaven by which uh, we we must be saved. Right? So it's a name that belongs to salvation, not for cursing, swearing, lying, or deceiving by his name. Um, notice, why does God tell us to remember the Sabbath day rather than just keep the Sabbath day? What's the distinction there between remembering instead of just commanding that the Sabbath day be kept? Remembering, of course, is connected to his word, right? And he tells you on the seventh day, right, he finished all that he had made and rested. So what does he want us to remember on the Sabbath day? That he is our God and that we are his for us, right? And namely that he has saved us. So this is why the small catechism and large catechism, rightly, and Christians throughout the history have understood the Sabbath day to be uh, referring now to the Christian's rest in God's word, remembering what he has done for us. Right? It's only the Holy Spirit who causes us to remember all that Christ has done for us and by giving us faith. How should we understand the Sabbath according to verses um, 9 and 10 and then uh, according to Matthew eleven twenty-five? All right, this is really important. The Sabbath, was it given for man or was it given for, for God? It's right there, right? The Sabbath is given um, for you, right? <laughs> In it, you shall do no work. Given to Adam and Eve, right? Spoken from the beginning. It was a blessing, actually, to give them a day of rest. We saw it again repeated with the manna, right? That they only, on the sixth day, they were able to gather twice as much and not, and, and not have to gather any on the day itself. All right. So um, think of Matthew 20, or excuse me, Matthew 11, verse Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them um, to babes. Even so, Father, for it so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father and no Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, six days, and I will give you rest, seventh day. Jesus is our Sabbath rest. Yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. All right, isn't that beautiful? Um, why does it say honor your father and your mother rather than your father and your mother? What's the difference there? All right, honor is given, not earned. Right, it's harder to to honor than obey. Honor um, ultimately is for a lifetime, right? And it is not earned, um, just by virtue of their office as mother or father. Same thing with the other authorities too. Right? Um, and then notice what God attaches to the fourth commandment: a promise, right? That your days may be upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Right? Um, the teachers were grumpy about that this morning. Why did they take that out of the catechism? Uh, the most recent translations in English um, have omitted that section from the catechism. Um, the old one. Oh, uh, where did it go? No, I think it's up there somewhere. My old blue catechism had it. Mm. Frustrating, I suppose. All right. Um, this tells us about the environment um, for our world, right? It's it's about honoring our parents and other authorities is how civilization is made and preserved and maintained, right? <clears throat> so it is a promise not just um, for Christians, but to honor their parents. It will go well for them and they will live long on the earth. All right, um, not any explanation given for murder 
adultery, theft, and bearing false witness. But then coveting, we've got an explanation given right here. Right? But again, this is a, in the context of the first commandment, what is coveting? A selfish desire to possess something or someone that has not been given to you by God. That's the key here. These are not things that have been given to you. Unless they're given to you, I'd be satisfied uh, with the gifts that God gives. And we'll sing about the gifts that God gives, um, namely the gifts of the church for faith um, on Sunday. The gifts Christ freely gives, we'll sing during distribution. The commandments um, one through three mentioned again, dovetailing uh, with the beginning. So again, you shall not make anything to be light with me, right? So false gods, right? And then again, second commandment, I will record my name. Every place where I record my name, I will come to you and bless you, right? And speak to you, right? With words. In one word, what does this tell us about what God really wants for us? Being and protecting our neighbor's life. He wants that. But most, most of all, he wants fear, love, and trust in him and him alone, right? We call that faith. Um, the language of nakedness and, what was the other thing? This makes clear, right? We have a sacrifice and then don't go up to the text that your nakedness, that's the nakedness of sin, be exposed. It reminds us that the curse of death um, was put upon us. And because of that, the presence of God without being covered over it, just as Adam at the beginning was covered by God with animal skins. All right, and then we have some other important directions about the altar. The altar is to be natural stone, not hewn, not cut, right? Um, and foreshadowing of Christ as well, right? The rock and the stone of offense, um, you know, who is not cut or broken, right, until the cross. Good. The commandments are all framed within the call. Who delivered his people from slavery in Egypt called them to trust in him alone. In his name, which is the only saving name, and to remember his deeds, which brought them Sabbath or rest from their heavy labors. He alone can close the price of blood, which will cover the nakedness of their sinful disobedience of the law, that they may stand before God in holiness and righteousness. Jesus came to be the true Sabbath for all men, that through the shedding of his blood we might be clothed in his... The Father sent his Son, the undressed stone, who was not cut by human hands, to reveal the saving name for all nations. He pours out his spirit through the preaching of the gospel that we may remember and always recall his saving deeds in his crucifixion and resurrection. The Father truth that we might believe in his Son and know the Father through him. All right, we've got our hymn in front of us. Oh, we've got plenty of time to sing, so let's do that. Here it is. Faithful God, we cry. 
time of need. Through him whose name alone is great, our Savior and our Advocate. So Sorely tried, cast down, and perplexed by fears on every hand. Oh, from our sins, Lord, turn your face, absolve us through your boundless grace. Be with us in our anguish. Free us at last from happy hill. So we with all our hearts each day to you our glad thanksgiving. Then walk obedient to your word. And now and ever praise you. All right, good. Uh, we tend to have a, quite a few less uh, commemorations during the season of Lent today, which uh, you may not know too much about. So let me pull up. Uh, you know what? Let's do. Yeah, we have time. Let's do a little longer meditation. All right. This is from an excellent book called. Read it there. It just says celebrating the saints. Um, this was written by. Former uh, director of worship for the LCMS, uh, Pastor Whedon, uh, Bill Whedon, and he now is the host of a show on Lutheran Public Radio. Oh, I just lost it. Mm -hmm. Something about the word. I don't know. Excellent daily podcast. Worth worth your while. It's a Bible study. Um, just 15 minutes or so each. All right. Yeah. March 7th. On this day, we remember two Christian, early Christian women, Perpetua and Felicitas, both martyrs. The Roman Empire's persecution of the Christian church was not a constant, but on and on again, sometimes worse here, sometimes there. At the beginning of the third century, Emperor Septimus Severus fell, felt the threat of the church anew and decreed that no one would be allowed to convert to Christianity. But the threat of civil authorities never did slow down much the who called Jesus Lord and would not worship the emperor or the old gods. In those years, about AD 203, a noblewoman, Perpetua, and her servant, Felicitas, were catechumens who received baptism in the name of Christ and confessed him. And this over was father, who realized the danger this put his beloved daughter in. Perpetua and her servant were eventually denounced and jailed at Carthage in northern Africa and held with three other Christians. Perpetua's father visited her in jail to be so that he would not be deprived of a dear daughter or his grandchild, the grandchild of his mother. Yet even in jail, they continued confessing Christ with such strong conviction that their jailer, with the grace of the Holy Spirit, was brought to faith in the Savior. Though both were mothers and had little ones vision for their children's well-being with near relatives, and bravely went to meet their torture and death on this day, March 7th. According to ancient custom, the prisoners first endured scourging by gladiators, then were savaged by wild beasts. 
Before they were sword, Perpetua, Felicitas, bleeding and dying, gave to each other the kiss of peace. They died together as they lived, had lived together in the peace of Christ. The account of their unswerving devotion to Christ above the claims of family and blood their, and, their, and their scorn of death and pain has lived on in the church for century upon century. Their example and witness have served to bless and strengthen all those who face similar persecution and death across the ages and sadly even to this day. The matron and the maid, indeed now around the Savior's throne, rejoice in robes of light arrayed. Well do we sing, O God, to us may grace be given to follow in their train. That's from uh, Lutheran Service Book 661. Noble army, men and boys, the matron and the maid, around the Savior's throne rejoice in robes of light arrayed. They climb the steep ascent of heaven through peril, toil, and pain. O God, to us may grace be given to follow in their train. It's one of my favorite hymns. Many favorite hymns. (laughs) All right, let us pray. O God and ruler of all our foes, of body and soul, you strengthened your servants, Perpetua and Felicitas, giving them a confident and clear confession in the face of roaring beasts. Grant that we who remember them may share in their blessed assurance of victory over all earthly and spiritual enemies and hold fast to the promise of everlasting life, secured for us through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Pray the college for this week. O God, you see that of ourselves we have no strength. By your mighty power, defend us from all adversities that may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts that may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you, one God, now and forever. Amen. On this Tuesday, we pray for deliverance against temptation and evil, for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and oppressed, and for those struggling with sin. Um, Today also we pray for his birthday. We pray for the households of our church, especially that of Eric, Roger and Sherry, Tara, Deb, Dan, and Don and Jean. Continue to give thanks for the birth of Amalia Renee and Frida Lynette. Pray for our catechumens, Christian, Charlie, Kaylee, and Kimberly. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Joe, Kelsey, Walt, Christopher, Joyce, Brad, and Betty, Doug, Joan, John, Cheryl, Pat, and Heidi. We pray for our homebound, Merlin and Pauline. Pray for our mission of the month, Camp Luisimo. Continue to pray with Bev and all um, the family of Ed who grieve his death. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from, from sin and every evil. Doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, it's been good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer Guide for Daily Meditation. Apologies for uh, streaming issues on Facebook. I'll go check that out, see if I can't uh, clean that up a little bit, if it's been jumpy for you. Um, I don't know. Could be Facebook. Hard to know. According to Facebook staff, it's fine, uh, which is uncomfortable, I suppose, but that's how it goes. All right. So uh, God be with you. Keep you safe. I hope to see you again in the morning for prayer.
We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.